Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, once again with Craig and Jeff. And, well, today's episode is a little bit more depressing for us than the other ones have been, I would say. Jeff, how are you feeling? You know, it's a, it's a mixed bag. I, I'm in the finals in two of my three leagues, but our big one. Uh, the we, one uh, that we, matters. We, yeah, we both we, we both took uh, it on the chin. Yeah, this and, is... Uh, I guess that's what fantasy does to you, man. It does. It's kind of... I mean, we were in the playoffs in all three of the same leagues. You at least got to the finals in two of three. Yeah. I went over three, and I faced Le'Veon Bell in all three leagues. <laughs> what do you do? How, how do you... What do you do when you face Le'Veon Bell... In all three leagues. I mean, that is, he just won how many people's week? Like, Le'Veon Bell, either, he, he was probably a, a, on every playoff team there was. Oh, yeah. He's in the playoffs in every league, and he just just crushed people's dreams. And the others, they won off. Oh, man. It's just. I, I feel like finally, you kind of, you had such good luck in the playoffs. I feel like finally you just hit that buzzsaw. Man. That you've never, I don't think you've ever felt like this before. All three, <sighs> and all to the same all player. Th- all three leagues, man. I was going to say, just, and. Man, the in our dynasty league. Woo. Yeah, our dynasty league. Yeah, I made the. Po- I started that. I was seven and zero to start the season. A great year going, and this is the third year of our dynasty league. And this past weekend, I set the record for the all-time lowest scoring game ever <laughs> in the playoffs. Scored the lowest amount of points of all time. I mean, just, how, how did? How do you come yeah, back from that? That, that? Sometimes it just happens too, and I feel like it happens a lot in playoff time. Yep. But I. Two of my leagues, I made it. So you know, I mean, I'm I'm happy. This was the big one. Yep. But I have a bone to pick, and it's not so much like, and I'm sure a lot of people out there feel just like I do, because I'm not even I'm not even angry that I started Jimmy Graham and he had a low week. Yep. I can handle that, and I'm not even mad that that Melvin Gordon got <laughs> hurt. So I ended up getting point five points out of one of my studs because I can't predict that, and I even forgive myself. For starting Howard over Hyde because I think yeah. it was the right move, and both did what Hyde did really, yeah, really he did well. Fine. And Howard did well though; he, he scored eleven points. Yep. What I can't understand is how Des Bryant, the guy I traded for for playoff time, <laughs> betrays me like this Just and literally did, cost me it. Did, he did scores nothing. four points. Yeah. That's it, four. It's unreal. I, and and with Jimmy Graham, Melvin Gordon, both doing absolutely nothing. Four points from Des Bryant instead of negative one, and I'm in the five championship. For See, that's all three a, so I, that's a little worse than mine because I couldn't. It's just I didn't have a shot, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, enough about our teams. Might as well get into today's episode. We'll first what recap week 14, go over some of those performances like Bell's and everyone else's, but Bell's is really all that matters. We'll throw out some waivers. Not going to have a whole waivers episode. We're going to jump into this one because there's really not a lot. There's a couple here and there. but A few names you we'll, absolutely you know, need to know. Jumping into that one. And I'll actually have we have a few questions from some people we're going to throw into this episode as well. Um, people are asking us questions. They'll go, we'll probably do it maybe this episode. And then, you know, go from there. So, Jeff, you had Le'Veon Bell in one league. I did. Against you. And how how man. So, 40, what was it? Forty-seven points. Like, when have you ever seen that? Like, this is unreal. It's been a very long time. This, I, to be honest, when when I mean when you're in multiple leagues, you know this too. Oh, but man. 
that that felt over so quickly that I stopped watching it. I like had to check the next day because I was like, okay, I, I blew mean, out, I blew out Craig. Yeah, I mean, we, so I worried about my other it? ones. Last week I went over my top ten picks for next season, and Bell was I think my third pick. Jeez, maybe he's my number one pick after this. That was. He don't play. Can you imagine if he didn't miss weeks? Oh, I know. If, if he actually had a full season for once, it's just it's crazy what he did. You know, I just don't even know. Like, the guy's just unreal. He's so good. So it, we haven't talked about him a lot in this podcast, just because we. I mean, a lot of times we skip over these. You know, the Bell, the Johnsons, Elliots, because they're so good, but. Man, yeah, he was on a, he was on another level. The, the amount week. of like really good running backs right now in the league is actually it's impressive. Oh, very impressive! Like we went into the season thinking there wasn't many. Like no, everyone like, everyone went, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. But everyone went wide receiver heavy because they thought that was the way to go. Yeah. It's it's safer. But if you ended up getting a lot of those mid tier guys that took the next jump, yeah. and you are in sitting pretty, and if you're in keeper leagues too. Um, you know, you can start. Obviously, you're thinking about that now. If you have a, oh, a Howard, yeah. Hyde, Gordon, all those guys are probably keepable because you probably got them under value. Yep. I'm not so sure about the David Johnsons, Elliott, or Bell because obviously they went for a premium. Yep. Yeah. It's those guys are going to be those running backs are going to be the top four or five picks next year's drafts. Top three for sure. And they, some of those others might sneak in mm-hmm. there ahead of the receivers that are just up and down. I, I think the only not other. Up, I mean, it's yeah. not as good as yeah. they're not up and down necessarily, but they have big weeks most of the time. But those running backs are just on every week. There's only two wide receivers I can I can understand. Really, only one. But if someone did Julio, I could kind of understand. I, it. I would. But yeah. Antonio Brown is it's, the only guy that Julio yeah. with the injury concern. Yeah, there. he's the only one that would be up there with those three yeah. wide receivers because how consistent he is, and because he's very reliable as far as health as well. Yep. Well, some other guys had some big weeks. How about Carlos Hyde, Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's bittersweet, isn't it? Carlos Hyde, 17 carries, 193 yards, and he caught one pass and got a touchdown off that one reception. But that was – people ranked him a little lower coming in the week. The Jets had been people – I mean, a decent run defense through the year um, for the most part. I mean, nothing great. It's the Jets. They had a – I mean, look what they did last week before that against the Colts, but – I mean, you just never know. I mean, with Hyde, that's you fantasy, right? You really don't know with Hyde, though, too. He, you know, he's a great talent. and But, I mean, this year he's what? He's only had he, – early in the season he was great. But since he came back from the injury, he had only – he had had a, no 100-yard games yet. He hadn't rushed for a touchdown. So I can see why you're hesitant yeah. to play and him. I, and I was, and I, I obviously I did because I played Howard yep. over him, which I, I – I don't feel bad about it. Like, usually you kick yourself because that would have yep. won me the week. That that would have been the only change I could have possibly made, like, realistically. Yep. Like, you can look at your bench and be like, oh, if I played. But let's be honest. You're not playing that other guy. Hyde was someone that potentially I would play. Um, him and Howard just go back to back. But Howard, I thought he had a better chance of scoring a touchdown. He's been playing extremely well. And Hyde goes out there and, you know, <laughs> does that. But at the same time... Yeah. He, you know, I I would stand by it anyway. He's on a bad team. You don't run the ball near as much when you're down. So I, I feel like usually that uh, limits his his you know rushes. But then how about the other running back in that game for the Jets? And I'm just gonna say his last name, Powell, because <laughs> I sound like an idiot whenever I say his first name. <laughs> I never get it right. 29 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. Ooh. I mean, obviously no one played him when, because Matt Forte, no one anticipated that injury. But that's what happens with Matt Forte. You always got to be aware that he could get hurt. But now Powell, 
He'll be in our waiver section as the, one of the, yeah, as the top pickup next week. But they don't, and they do not shy away from handing the ball off. You no, saw how many carries Forte got, and he's a much older back yeah. than Powell. Um, so he he might be the only real he, waiver option yeah, out there. He this probably week. is. He's he's gonna be potentially a winner for people yeah. next week. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, a running back one. Is he a running that's, back one? That's like, really interesting. If someone limped in, or if you had Melvin Gordon like myself, but, I mean. You're, you're trying to fill that space. But really what that performance shows me is the San Francisco run defense is that historically bad. awful. Yeah. Like, it is – I mean, that is terrible. They are – man, if well, – I've never seen a defense like this. It's terrible. Except, what, David Johnson's like one of the only running backs who didn't get over 100 yards against them, surprisingly. Yeah, go figure. That happened. But, I mean, Powell should have a good week next week with against Miami if Forte's out, which Forte – at this point, why, why, why run Forte into the ground? You know, yeah, I like, have no what's idea. the point? You know, I would just play Powell. See what you got there. Yeah, I mean, for their future, Forte's not the future anymore. There, no, no. I mean, we all know he's an older back, but just, he he is their best chance of being. You know, I don't even yeah. know what you would say playoff yeah, picture. I'm not sure what you would not be this shooting year, for next yeah, year. I don't, even. Know, I don't know a clue because who just, knows what their quarterback. I mean, we could go a whole show on the Jets and how. Poor there. Yeah. You're going to lose Brandon Marshall. Forte is getting really old. Your quarterback situation is horrendous. Yep. Um, I mean, if you have any sort of injury to, you know, the one shining aspect of your defense, you're screwed. Yep. But anyway, that's not fantasy. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if we really want to even talk about fantasy today. I'm still trying to, <laughs> I want to just, sh- shy away from it. I mean, a couple days later, and I'm still just not over it. Not over it yet. I don't know. <laughs> No, the worst part, and I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but you, I have three leagues, yep. and the, our main one, we, I try so hard to win that one because it really is that much fun, and obviously I just I want to be able to do some ridiculous stuff as the champ, and I, as many times as I make the playoffs, I cannot friggin' win this thing. Like something like this always happens. So and it kind of takes all the wind out of my sails. I have well, two other championships I'm that's in, what, and I'm like, I, de- I mean, I'm like depressed. <laughs> I mean, it's fantasy football for you. Basically, I've always like, I try to say you try to put. You, no one can predict it's going to happen. We have no idea. You try to put yourself in the best situation to win. And that's what you did. It just who would have expected minus one from Des Bryant? No, you know that kind of thing. Like no. that's what fantasy is. You put yourself in the best situations to try to win, and then you have to have luck. It's, I mean, it really is. It comes down to it's a game of luck. Was, yeah, especially know. when you hit playoff time. Yep. Now I understand why people do like the uh, the roto style, <laughs> where they they just go by each category for the full season. Yeah, well, some other players here. I'm talk, like Lashawn McCoy. I'm just kind of you know he had an interesting day. Twelve carries for 27 yards only. That was rough, but he got a touchdown running the ball and he caught six passes for 81 yards. So not too bad. Yeah, made up. For but it. I'm. You know, a little bit more worried about that as I would be as a Lashawn McCoy owner. At twelve for twenty-seven, it's just it's it's kind of it's worrisome for me. I mean, Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh is known as a great defense anymore. They're okay. You know, it's, no, I don't think they've been. And so, they haven't been that good in a while. So I, I mean, but the, another thing that bothers me and worries me is the twelve carries part of it. You know, why why only twelve? At least he got the six catches, but you know. Yeah, I'm not real sure what was going on with that, it's, but I, I think it's he, just he got a good game though. It yeah, just, I, I think that that what they were doing was working for him, so they you know they weren't gonna 
like you said, run him into the ground. And yep. when you can give him limited touches and he still gets that kind of production, I, yep. I'm not worried about it. I mean, obviously, you're you're plugging McCoy in and you're uh, playing him without a doubt. So. There's actually a couple decent running back performances from some people that have, you know, kind of disappointed us this year. Like Jeremy Hill had 20.2 standard points. Lamar Miller had yeah. 18.2. I feel really good about you that because I did call out Jeremy Hill. And yep, you did. The Cleveland matchup. Yeah, every Cleveland. Time. Cleveland, San Francisco. He's the only guy there, and he finally he finally got yep. a decent uh, yardage average. Yeah, Kenneth Dixon finally got some points, 14.1. We've been talking about <laughs> talking about him every week. He's on the bottom of our waiver section. I was like, finally, every every single person it's not like is he had, right. His running day wasn't great, 11 for 39. It's, I mean, it's whatever, but he's obviously they're getting him the ball, and he's getting a lot of work, and that came against New England. So it's not, not a terrible day, but it's, we've seen it coming for a while that they're going to use him more and more, and they finally did. And David Johnson had actually one of his down weeks. only had 12.1. Only 12. <laughs> God, I love that guy. I mean, on, on a bad week, that's what he does. It's you know, And Zeke, same thing. Yeah. He only had 10.7, 24 carries, 107 yards. But that's what you're getting on a bad day, you know. Yep. Yeah, and, and Dallas didn't, you know, they, they didn't look like they have this season. No, and you know why they didn't? Because Dak yes. Prescott is their quarterback. <laughs> You're calling for I haven't talked about this in a while, right? but gonna go for Tony the Romo. Romo is, needs to be the quarterback. If they want to win that Super Bowl, he needs to be Tony Romo. I haven't talked about yeah. this in a long time. I'm but. waiting for uh, Dak Prescott to go down <laughs> in the first half of the Super Bowl and Romo to lead him back. Well, if you look at the receivers, the number one wide receiver this week was Chris Hogan. Yeah, nope. right? Well, I don't I mean, even know what to say. We propped up... Um, Malcolm Mitchell. Yeah, and it's so we got that. But um, five for one twenty nine and a touchdown. Yeah, he followed last week. He had a touchdown as well, but he only had four for twenty three. But he had a touchdown the week before. He had four for seventy. I mean, He's becoming playable, borderline playable. Yeah. I mean, and, you can't sleep third. on can't sleep on Brady without Gronk. He has but a he has a lot is, more lot more catches to go around. Denver. Yeah, so you're not playing it this week. You hit a buzzsaw with uh, even with Brady. Actually, that's going to be really interesting. Who would you – I mean, what would you need in order to start someone over Brady? Who would you need on your bench? It would take a lot because – I was going to say, you're probably playing him either way, right? Just because of his I upside. think so. I Even think against so. Denver. Yeah, I think you do. That, that's – I mean, personally, that's – I typically stick with that strategy. A lot of – like even – like situation this past week was I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback going against Seattle, and I had more than one person telling me, Go start Matt Stafford. It was on my bench, but he's playing Chicago. You know, I just I stick with my guys, and it worked out. It doesn't always work out, but no. I always say I think you play the with players like that. Yeah, those guys are elite. The ones yeah, you're talking about, they, they like are really those elite. kind of guys. I don't think you worry about matchup because you just don't. That you play play those play your studs. Start your studs, yeah. like they say. Start your studs. Yeah, they might they might not work out, but. For them, that's my strategy, and I stick with that. I don't. I'm not going to sit and tinker too much. If this lineup's got me there, maybe a defense kicker, maybe tight end, that kind of thing. Mess around with that. I don't mess with your number one starters. I just yeah, not a not a move I like to make at all. You know, look at some of the you know, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Some of the Green Bay receivers, Devonta Adams, another big game, four for 104 and a touchdown. He's all the way up to the seventh overall wide receiver. That, who would, yeah, who would have thought that? that? I mean, I, mean I, I don't think I picked him up until halfway through the season. I mean, yeah, that way probably um, after the Week Seven matchup. Yeah, it was probably mm-hmm. right after Week Seven when he went off against Chicago. That's and guess who he has this week? Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. So Devonta Adams oh, is in the starting lineup this week. 
I tell you, I would have had a really good <laughs> matchup if I had won in our, in our big league. Yep. And then, oh, Jordy Nelson. He had six for 41, but he caught two touchdowns. Yeah, Jordy Nelson just every week. There's enough to go around for the Green Bay receivers. We, we've talked about that before. Well, I was like, going to say those two. At least two of them are going to, and I think it's become those two. De- um, Randall Cobb is definitely the third receiver now. Yeah, it's well, I don't know fault. what happened to that guy. Is, think, he, is he just not himself this year? I mean, he didn't do much last year. You know, I know he was hurt thought. last year though. But uh, speaking of wide receivers for Green Bay, Ty Montgomery, which you propped up, yeah. bringing you, you told everyone to bring him anymore. You told him everyone to bring him back. Yeah, fourteen point six points. He's clearly their number one guy now at running back, and obviously he's going to get catches to go along with it. He's a good play. He's a good flex option because they. I think they've given up on Starks. Yeah, I do too. I, I just. It's, and who knows about who knows about Michael? Yep. No, some other Chicago. This week it's Cam Meredith catching six for seventy two in a touchdown. It, don't start a Chicago receiver because who knows well, what's going to be. Except maybe this week. I was going to say question: Do you do it? Do you start Elshon Jeffrey? If if you're I, in a bind, I yes. actually do have Elshon well, Jeffrey. With the, the thing in is, one of my leagues, there that's what we say. There has been every single week at least one Chicago receiver has had the double digit game. So why can't it? be the number one receiver they have. I feel like he has something to prove to. I like the same reason I, I love Brady coming back from the suspension. Yep. I mean, Elshon, not exactly the same situation <laughs> because, you know, he was in the wrong. But, he is um, thrown the ball. Yeah, that as well. But I, I kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to sit him because you see, see this the, massive wide yeah. receiver on your bench and you're like, oh, I man. I can see many opportunities where people might need to start him. Um, I would have a, it would be, t- I would have a, Tough decision. I don't. I think I would not. I, I'm. I'm trying to think. You have to have a pre-stacked yeah, I'm, wide I'm just, receiving core, though. I'm just trying to think for if, him not to make your third wide receiver. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a lineup that I could possibly have that mm-hmm. what I would do. And I feel like I would keep him on my bench. I really do. Actually, I do have one for uh, one league for me. Is I actually have Elshon Jeffrey coming off of that suspension, and I have Allen Robinson who has been doing absolutely jack. Yep. Would you start Elshon over Allen Robinson? I think I, I, in that situation, I believe I do. I was yep. going to say, I have in my... Yep. And I'm even starting Taylor Gabriel over Allen Robinson as I well. Allen Robinson, man. I'm, I'm washing my hands of that dumpster fire. <laughs> so angry at him. You, just, you can't trust it at all. You know, just like one... Thinking people you can't trust is the Seattle offense. I just want to... Okay, first of all, I called this one. You did. You got this. You're right. Like, even though... Okay, I just have to say this, though. I apologize to everyone... That played car if you had another option. <laughs> because who would have guessed that one? That, that was my uh, my one but, blunder. But like with Seattle, you've been down on them. I've been high on them. I keep thinking they're a legitimate yeah. offense. And this every once in a while, they'll show flashes. I get where do. you're coming from. But then but. they had these now, what, two of the – is it two of the last three weeks now, I believe, something like that? They did against Tampa, and then this. Like, what? What happened? So bad. Like, just and really – for no one. Like, no one can get going on that. No, I don't understand it. And it becomes extremely hard to trust it. How do you start Russell Wilson now when he's had, you know, two terrible games like this out of the last couple? And, and I realized I I just told everyone that I would start Elshon over Allen Robinson. So and you can't really you know trust Elshon, but at the same time in a position, especially a quarterback, um, I'm I'm not taking I'm not taking a you know a flyer on a guy in the playoffs. No, and there's just no way I can I can start Russell Wilson. It's. It's mean. I'm even well too up and down. Say that's not even a crazy one. I was going to say I actually thought about taking Jimmy Graham on my lineup, but I've 
I have Jimmy Graham and Kelsey, well, so that's an unfair one. But speaking of speaking of Kelsey, I was going to bring that up. Is he the number one tight end now? Number one overall, man. He's like, snuck up there. He didn't is he? like the number. Like he would be. The, he's the number one tight end in football right now. Yes, and you look at I think it's this past four weeks he's had a hundred yards in each and every one, and I don't think he has one touchdown. He's been doing yeah, it purely on yards. Yes, and it was for a long time there. It was always Gronk's number one, and then you went with like Olsen and Reed, Gr- Reed and Graham and those kind of guys, and then Kelsey. No, it's Kelsey now. Kelsey but, number one. Well, he, I think he might be the only one that's reliable. He hasn't gotten is, hurt all year. I mean, other than Kelsey. Who's real? I would say Tyler Eifert's been decently reliable because he has four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Yeah. He gets the red zone looks, but he gets it off touchdowns. It's Kelsey's getting the yardage. You know you're getting basically ten points. I, I thought that was going to be Jimmy Graham, and yep. he obviously we just talked about the offensive woes, but Kelsey's the only tight end doing it right now. Yep, no, he really is. I mean, it's it's a sad position this year. Yeah, there really isn't much because you look at it. I mean, Martellus Bennett had a decent game, but. He's been up and down. Kyle Rudolph was the number three tight end this week, and he's all touchdown dependent too. Yeah. And um, I thought maybe Ladarius Green coming on late would, yeah, but and two point five this nothing week. Nothing this week. Disappointing because oh. I, I I'm one of the people who picked him up and started him against you actually in the league. So clap for me. That yeah. thing. And <laughs> it's so funny because after we did that show and we talked about how. Uh, I would I would spend a lot of money in order to block him. I looked and obviously he was out there. Yeah. And I was like, oh crazy and go and he knows I'm gonna try to block him. <laughs> and you threw more money I even had at him and I was like, of course. Yo, you gotta look at what other people that's another thing in this strategy this time of year. Look at what your opponent has in the like a, in the free agent auction budget. Uh, especially with Powell, guys. Yep, exactly. If you have more money than your opponent, you, you need you got him. He's yours. Buy him. Make you sure you spend him. more. Don't don't play around. No. You know, definitely go get him. Um, you know, talking about some of the quarterbacks here again, I want to look through this list. You got, you know, Brady was your number one this week. Again, you got this, the other ones that are always there, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. You can't go wrong with those guys at all. But then you go number four, Ryan Tannehill was the fourth. But the problem is now he's out for the next few weeks with yeah. the injury. Immediately gets hurt. So, you know, and then you got, for some reason, it's Flacco and Dalton up there. Where did, like, come on. Why are those guys up there? We knew Dalton would probably have a decent week, though, with Cleveland. So he gets twenty, but if really looking at the quarterbacks, it was a kind of a kind of a low week of scoring here. You know, only the top um, eight players made it over twenty points. That's it. Only one player in the thirties this week for quarterback. Just, Tommy. A, just a rough week. You know, a lot of people in that middle tier. Colin Kaepernick came back from his what four two point game or whatever thirteen point six. Man, Lars of man he's just. There's not much there now. Like, I don't know what those weeks were. What happened with him? Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm not surprised. Obviously, I thought he was going to continue at a little, you know, gracious yep. of a pace. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> you just good. you wash your hands of it. You gave it a shot. No, no big deal. You know, Andrew Lux struggled against Houston through two picks. Only 24 of 45, but... He's still, he's still, he's still there, though. and you're going to yeah. start him. Even against Minnesota, it's a little bit more worrisome, maybe. Yeah. So, but they're going to have to throw. Um, that's a, I don't know. That's a really good. It's a tough one. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know exactly what I would do with that. And then, kind of like to talk about defense. I just want to talk about defense for a second. It's probably yeah. Because the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> twenty six <laughs> points. I thought you were yeah. So you're going to you have a woe is me story. Oh, Lay it on us, big guy. This is why you don't play around with your free agent auction budget at the end of the year. This is what you do. I put a bid in for Falcons thinking, oh, I got him. No problem, right? 
put five bucks. Like no one, my opponent doesn't. No one else in the playoffs needs defense, right? Oh, somebody who's not in the playoffs goes and picks them up for more money than me, and I don't get them just because <laughs> I'm playing around. And the Falcons' defense would have won me the league or won me the week. That's another you know interesting topic is some leagues don't want people that are out of the playoffs messing around with the you know free the free agents, the waivers and stuff. But I feel like in the competitive league, why not? Yeah. I like I like I don't care if they're out of it; they're active. I want your, everyone to be active. And I like the leagues where you still have a, a toilet bowl. Yeah, that's to why. Give them something yep, to I think for. that's something most league. I think league should do that. Mm-hmm. Keep your keep everyone active. Keep them, you know, with something to play for. So situations like that, if they come up, it's no big deal. They they're playing for something yeah. too. Well, with our dynasty yeah. league, that's a perfect example because yep. yeah, exactly, our, yeah, because it, it goes straight into our our draft position. Yep. So if if you know you're locked in pretty yep. much, but yep. the winner of the toilet bowl actually gets the number one yeah, overall pick. That, so it it really does make sure that people don't dismantle their teams or do something crazy. Yep, they can. I mean, the best they're going to get is the number two pick. Yeah. And so that's you know they're not getting the number one pick. They have to have a shot at that. They have to have a good team. And that helped. I think, like, yeah, all this, this could be a whole show, oh, yeah. dynasty. But and we will, we will go but, into that. And but that, like after that, the season is over, we're going to start talking a little more about dynasty and who you guys should yeah. target. But like something like that, it helps those middle pack teams that are just not quite good enough to make the playoffs, but better than the bad teams can actually get a star player instead of picking fourth, fifth, sixth every year and not going anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that'll definitely be a topic for a later show here. Probably just a couple weeks. We're almost, we're almost end. We're yeah. almost there. We're week fifteen. So and speaking of. Another awesome thing, which I love, is the the punishment, which yes. we actually have in yes. our main league. That's another great way to keep yes. people active and keep people playing. And, and I completely, I've made playoffs five of seven years, yep. but last year I was <laughs> dead last because I sold my team off in order to buy a better future, yep. and then, you know, it just did not work out for me the way I thought I, I thought it was strong enough. So I got punished, but this year is actually your brother. Yes, it is. And tell the people what he has to do with the punishment this year. He is required now to make a 10-song Christmas CD. He has to record a Christmas album here, and he's going to actually do it probably this next week or so. That is going to be very funny. I I can't wait. And I'm thinking he's not going to listen to this, so I think I might have to, like, produce some CDs for this. I feel like we should play. We should pick one that we really love. We, and we start, should play. It should start one of the episodes. It, I absolutely. Actually, you know. I mean, just you know, because it is Christmas, we want to yeah. spread cheer. We might have to for you know, next week. You know, it's a week before. We're not going to have an episode after next week until after Christmas. So next week, we might if he gets this done. Yeah. We'll have to have some some Christmas music here. Can't wait. Yeah. And That's <laughs> not to mention, we actually do have to. That means we have to start thinking of a new punishment for this league. So if anyone yeah. has any ideas, exactly, yeah, so we're we're always up for something else. Yeah, we, what uh, do you guys have? <laughs> yeah. Well, we should talk quickly about some of the waivers this week. We already went over Powell, number one ad. Yeah, because it looks like Forte. You know, I don't think there's no reason to rush Forte to play him. Either not in the playoffs. Why? It's going to be Powell. He. It's. Problem is, is it for real? Because he did it against San Francisco. That's the work. But at this point, I, I you get him. I don't think he's a. I, I think he's the right play. I think he's a solid. He'll be a solid player. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think he will. I, I don't, don't think he will do poorly. I, I think you you have a very good base because they're going to have to run yeah. the ball. So I mean, I don't. Know. I think you could do yeah. much much worse. Then there's Kenneth Farrell from San Diego with the Melvin Gordon uh, injury. We don't know right now. Gordon, you it, did me well, but I'm I'm so angry it, at you, buddy. It seems like, you know, 
Gordon is going to miss time. It, it, yeah, it kinda, I'm getting that. Getting that feeling questionable yeah, right now, but, but I'm getting. Dude, you you just got taken off on a stretcher yep. or in a cart. I'm, I'm kind of getting that feeling that so Pharaoh is a must add for all Gordon owners, and if you're playing against an opponent that has Gordon, pick up Pharaoh too. Yeah, block that opponent from getting Pharaoh. Just be you know. I don't know if he'll do anything. I don't think I'd play him. I don't. I was going to say, if, even if that was a Melvin Gordon owner, because we're at the end of the yeah. season here, I'm putting all my money towards Powell. Yeah, and, and then and then if my opponent goes after sure. him, then I can I'll put my secondary on Pharaoh. Put, put and bids then, in for both, exactly, and put a bid in for Kenneth yeah. Dixon. And I'm I'm pretty much just loading up. I might save myself a buck or two if I think that I need a defense for ne- for next yep. week or something. Yeah, but I, I say Kenneth Dixon is another one. We've talked about Kenneth Dixon a lot. Yeah, I feel like we talk about him every week, so it makes me really apprehensive. But like, he's, he he keeps getting more work, so why does. not? So, it does, no doubt about it. I, I see. I, that's the problem with these guys, though. If this was like week three or four, it'd be like, oh, pick him up. You put him on your bench and you wait and see what happens. This is the point of the year, though. If you're picking up a guy, you gotta play him. Why are you picking him up if yeah. you're not gonna play him? Unless you're getting that your opponent absolutely needs somebody like that, yeah. so you're blocking him. It's it blocking make it is big. It's a real thing, people. And then Ty Montgomery is one that I actually would think about playing. Yeah, I like him too. And like we said, if you're not gonna play him and you're not. Don't don't. This is not. You're done with just adding people to see how they turn yeah, out. Like you, mean, you said. Like so, so, this is where you spend a lot of money on a defense you believe in, a lot of money on a kicker you believe in. If you know, if you yeah. for some reason have a uh, weird feeling. Other than that, there's yeah, really three, four guys you can add. This is after that. There's some guys that had good weeks. Maybe Dontrell Inman, Marquise Lee, Robbie Anderson. Those kind of guys. No, you're not playing those guys. Yeah. I hope you're not playing those guys. If you are, maybe you're in a 16 team league. Then I understand it. But it, you know, I don't even see if. Don't even those kind of players. Who cares about blocking your opponent from getting? Let your opponent get them and play them. Yeah. See what happens. And now, I mean, it's easy too, right? You're pretty much playing, or you're getting waivers against one other person for the most part. Obviously, yep. Craig shows a scenario where that didn't work out. Yep. But um, yep. You, you're yep. usually yep. going against one person, so take a look as well. Take a look, see how much money he has. You know exactly how much money you have to put on someone to beat him. So if you haven't spent a lot of money this this year. I mean, yeah. you know exactly what to do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that is all we got for the recap show, Jeff. We, yeah. we made it through. We were able to sit here and talk about fantasy football without wanting to just, you know, Tears, give up. man, tears. It, pull myself a, together. There's I always next year, Jeff. I need, I need two championships to make up for this I'll one. let my five championships, you know, help me feel a little better yeah, about this. God. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for your playoff matchups, you know, make sure you get on Twitter and get – us at the FF Profit, and we will definitely try our best to help you out and try to get you to win your your you know championships. And we'll be back with one more episode this week, our rankings edition of the podcast. We have a couple mailbag questions, you know, some other random stuff. We'll get to that to you tomorrow, and we will talk to you then. Okay. And keep listening. We are going to be doing this all year yeah, round. We're going to be here every week. You know, we'll have different topics of the year. Like we talk about dynasty, we'll have dynasty topics, we'll have auction topics, we'll talk about the NFL draft and the prospects. You know, we'll we'll have something every week coming up. You know, we'll be here all all year round. You know, and then September can't come quick enough. Get another shot at it. Absolutely. So good luck, guys. Hopefully, you guys all win your leagues. We will talk to you soon.